0: Welcome to Couples Becoming Intentional. I'm Carrie. I am John. And here at Couples Becoming Intentional, we want to equip you with different tools and resources so that you can live intentional lives with those that you love to leave the legacy that lasts. Welcome to this week's episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. I'm super excited to dive into this conversation because we are going to be talking about all things premarital counseling In our experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and what you guys can look for if you're in that season of life, what are some things that you could be on the lookout for when you're choosing who you're going to be spending this really precious and important time with?
1: Right. And even if you are married, you can still use this episode because we all need counseling. Yes. And this can just be a nice realization that you know not all counselors are created equal. Yes, that is very true. So Carrie, I have something to say. what how does darth vader like his chocolate
0: how does darth vader like his chocolate on the dark side
1: (laughs) finn has really been enjoying that one recently so (laughs) yes
0: and before we officially dive in i'm gonna read a review so just a reminder to go ahead and leave us a review over on apple Podcasts. this helps us get known and found by other people and it helps us to know what content you're loving. So if you go ahead and leave us a re- review, we'd really appreciate it. Mixie MB30 says, "Fantastic podcast. I love listening to Carrie and John, and I love the idea of living intentionally together. This podcast is so relatable, and there's so much goodness inside. So thank you, Mixie MB30, for your review. Okay, we're going to be diving in. So John. When we decided to get married, did you always assume we were going to get premarital counseling?
1: Um, I mean, I think for most churches, it's a requirement in order to get married. So it was kind of like, I'll do whatever's required to to get married. So we knew going into marriage that we're like, we're going to get married through a church because that's our background is through a church. So we're like, um, yeah, we'll do premarital counseling. And so... At the time, like we were, your church, that was the one we were planning on getting married through. Mm -hmm. So your church at the time was the one we're going to get married through. And they like had a bigger class. Almost there's like how many couples in there?
0: There were two other couples in this class.
1: But didn't start with like four or five couples. I think
0: it started with, so there were three of us plus the... Parent, the counselees. I can't. I don't even know if that's what you can call them.
1: They were not even like pastors. Met couple mentors. Yeah, it was there just like go. another older couple in the church.
0: Yes. So I think it started off with five couples and then it eventually dwindled down to three.
1: Right. Because like people are like realizing I didn't want to get married.
0: We had people starting the class who were getting married in two weeks. Right. Who were just starting the class.
1: And it wasn't it like a several months long? It
0: was like an eight-week class, which that... I don't know how that got approved.
1: I don't know. Yeah. So how was your experience with this for, well, yeah, with that one?
0: So just to preface, this was not the only premarital counseling that we did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because one of the things that we really want you to be on the lookout for if you're in this season is finding a well-respected couple that you admire, finding a pastor and their wife or whatever the situation is and do one on one or like you and your spouse with them and their or you and your future spouse with them and their spouse because what we experienced was like group counseling and I don't know about you guys but like I don't want to be talking about these types of situ- like more intimate details of my life or the things that I are going to be blind spots and opportunities in my marriage. I don't want to be talking about that In front
1: of other people. Right. And like you also don't get to like you don't get that quality as well when there's Mm -hmm. other people. They are not going to be able to focus on like specifically you of like what is going to be your greatest argument or like how are you going to communicate or how do you fight or where it's kind of just more like general of like this is what the Bible says and you need to follow this.
0: Or maybe not what the Bible says.
1: Oh, yeah. There is a questionable interpretation Yes, on and their behalf.
0: it was like r- really bad. There were also people in the group who were already living together before and they just kind of allowed it. And I think that was a really big red flag for me. And because like the church is then approving these people living together before they get married and they're wanting to get married by a pastor. And I was just really surprised that no pastor stepped in to like lovingly support them through that season rather than just allowing it because it was so close to the wedding and they just needed to cross some t's and dot some i's like that that just feels really weird to me and i was just really taken aback by it um so just know like that was just part of our marital counseling that that was for us more of a checkbox in order to get married at that facility and to be married by one of their pastors. And I think looking back, I'm really thankful the route that we did take because that's not where we ended.
1: Right. We, we realized that like, it's kind of more surface level, like this look at this kind of passage. I was not there in person because I was up in, in Houghton like going to school. So I always like Skyped in because Zoom, Zoom wasn't, wasn't a, a thing. thing. I know. <laughs> Wow. What a, yeah. What a and, time. Yep. And so I Skyped in and always felt kind of like not really present right. because I was on a screen and mm-hmm. I could do other things if I wanted to. The rest of us to.
0: were in person trying to engage and.
1: Right. Yeah. So when the summer before we got married, so we got married in August. Mm-hmm. So like that following summer, you moved up to Houghton, mm-hmm. had your own apartment and uh, we decided like we want something deeper. We mm-hmm. want something more intentional. We want something that'll just, you know, set us up for success. And so we we went to the church that I was attending at the time and we asked like the head pastor saying like, "How do you do premarital counseling?" And he says, "Well, we we do more of a couple on couple um uh like mentorship counseling, counseling yeah. situation." Yeah, so like we got set up with their associate pastor and his wife And it was like the best thing ever. It seriously was. Um, Like to the point where like we weren't able to go back for Christmas when we got first married. We were like, we weren't able to go back home for Christmas because you had to work Maurice's.
0: The day after Christmas. The day
1: after Christmas. We were like, we can't do that turnaround. Yeah. And so they invited us over for Christmas because we had nowhere to go and they were staying in Houghton. And it was like, oh, this is like. This is the point is like, they didn't just care for us to be set set up for success. They cared for us to continue um, to continuing to live a a God-honoring life in our marriage.
0: It's so true with that. Because that season, I like walked into it with like bitterness and disappointment with how our first premarital counseling. So I was kind of on edge of like, I don't even know if I want to go through, not with the wedding, but just like more counseling in this, if it's going to be more surface level type things. And I was just so thankful that we took the step to be like, you know what, I think we actually need more support in this area because we were so young. And I couldn't even tell you the names of the counselors that we had first. Like I have no idea, but like the ones that invited us over really took us under their wings. Like, yeah, we know them by name and we still remember who they are. And I think that just goes to show like the importance of really picking out who you're going to Spend time investing that time into because one, you're going to be spending quite a bit of hours with them. I think we got together every Sunday afternoon or evening with them, right. which looking back, like, well done. This pastor, like, preached on Sunday, came home, spent time with his family, and then invested into us. Like, Sunday afternoons are just so long for ministry people so I'm just so thankful for that and the countless hours that they poured into us and then even like the follow-up with it of like hey we know that you're married and we love you guys and we want to continually see you become the best version that God has created you to be and not just really keep you stuck in that place I think it's going to be like I was just so incredibly grateful for it. And her kids in these stories, and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the I'm On podcast with new episodes every Monday.
1: Yeah, I um, I remember taking a assessment. The first thing we we did talk about this. Yeah, we did the the first thing we ever did was we he separated us two. Yep, he took me, and then um, his wife Mm -hmm. took you naturally you know men and men and girls women women, yeah yeah. so um we did an assessment of like how we are like from our perspective of how Mm -hmm. would you like go about this situation and it it came up with like i i need to find the assessment because it's just it was was so good it it was was a scantron it was so incredible
0: yeah (laughs) so weird
1: and it like came up with what was gonna be our like major fight Mm -hmm. going into marriage what is gonna be some other stuff and uh, what was the like the number one stress
0: oh for me it was money
1: and it, it was like oh that makes so much sense because we had already had so many arguments about it i think it was something along the lines of like plans or like doing that's what I was
0: gonna say too I was like John wants to stay home and I want to do everything
1: and I'm like oh that makes so much sense I just want to hang out at home and watch Netflix why are you making me go walk explore
0: and I'm like I just gotta go explore I don't want to just sit here and do nothing and twiddle my thumbs so that that assessment was huge because it was just this eye-opener that we had we did not have the previous counseling we had to take an assessment we did oh you weren't there because you were they didn't mail it to you they kind of forgot it that you were a part of the class. Yeah. It was really bad. And they sent us an assessment just to make sure we understood what certain things were. Like, do you know what a budget is? Do you know what more intimate topics are? Oh, yeah. And like, do you live together? And I like peeked and I saw people that were living together. And I'm like, what is happening?
1: Yeah, because it was like one of them was like something about sex or something. Yes. I did take it. It was like okay. over email or something. And I'm like, that's fair. It's fair. It's fair. It took me off, like, off guard.
0: Yes, exactly. And it's like, what would you have done if we didn't know basic biology?
1: You're like, how, about do you that? know how to have sex or something like that. And I'm like, yes. I was like, this is
0: mm. what if somebody said no? Like, are you going to pull us aside and like have a conversation about that? Because that would be so uncomfortable. And you're not. They never brought it up in class. Right. That was like a a topic that they skirted around very, very quickly. So.
1: I wonder why. Yeah. Mm. I, <sighs> something about sex makes people uncomfortable
0: right and that that was that brings us into like the people that we did when we were living in Michigan they did not skirt around that topic they had like they had a pretty much flow that they worked through of like different topics per each week so we would be prepped for them and just like coming together to have this but they set um, me and the wife aside and John and the husband aside and um, we just had one of our sessions together just at their home which was just so nice. Um, in a more relaxed setting, just having a conversation about sex, about intimacy, about previous history, and just like what this looks like moving forward. And I was just really thankful for that in a place to be real and honest and not feel judged, but also like someone to hold us accountable in that too, I think was really important for us.
1: So any other advice that you would have for someone that's looking for premarital counseling or just counseling in general? of what to look for in a counselor what to what are some red flags what are some like green flags is that green the opposite flags, yeah. is that the opposite I, I of red like flag I feel like that would
0: be the the opposite of a red flag um i i would personally say some things that i would intentionally look for is who is somebody that you look up to who is a couple that you look up to that in 5 to 10 years from then you would actually want to emulate I would just ask them, now hear me when I say this, ask them if they would be willing to just sit down and have dinner with you every once in a while just so they you can be honest with them. In addition to, this is not instead of, in addition to being able to get together with a counselor, where, whether you're getting married in a church or you're having a pastor marry you, your church is probably going to have some sort of premarital counseling that is required through it. And I know at our church, they go through a book study by one of our faith biblical counselors that we work with. So it's just really awesome because all of our premarital counselors through our church have gone through a counseling course of some sort. So they are more equipped to go through that. And that's why I recommend doing the both and because as you're prepping for your wedding day beyond that even your marriage you have two imperfect people who are coming together to try to figure out life as one and it's going to be messy like just regardless
1: i think the more more opinions you can get more like people looking in on from the outside of what you're doing, like you and your spouse or yeah you and your spouse the the better you're going to be prepared for like this partnership for mm-hmm. the rest of life the better you're going to be like, oh, like, we already worked through this of like, ooh, I realized that this could be uh, a great stress in my life. Or like, this might be an argument that we might have. If you already have figured out like how to navigate that, then you're going to like be more prepared when those things come up of like, right, Carrie's being stressed right now about finances. I already knew this going into marriage of like, she's, she's going to want to figure out something about this like i can be that like i don't need to react to that of like you're being irrational or you're being whatever because i know that like this is going to be one of her greatest stress i don't need to add to her stress by getting mad at her and so like to be that like one to be there for her to say like i understand where you're coming from i know where it is and then also to just like come up and gently bring her back to say like we're going to be fine. We're going to, um, we by no means are poor. <laughs> <laughs> we we will make it. We've always made it. Mm-hmm. Like, we've never just ended up being bankrupt. Um, so, yeah, like, that's that's um, a good, like, green flag to look for. I think there's no limit of people that can speak truth to you. Yes. And,
0: and be discerning of what well, right. people say as well.
1: Right. And I think, like, the more people you get, mm-hmm. the better you can discern what right. was actually correct and what was not. Yes. Because if you just get one person's opinion, that is one person's opinion mm-hmm. that may may be true and may not be mm-hmm. true for you and your spouse. And so if you're able to, like, find a good relationship that you could do the long haul and then do a lot of short-term, like, partnerships with other couples. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're like, I have no clue who I'm going to talk to, Carrie and I love Doing this kind of stuff, we love being um, a resource, even if it is for the short term. We would love to counsel slash coach you because we're more in the coaching aspect, and we'll ask the questions that will get you to think.
0: Absolutely, and that's really like this whole podcast and just the ministry and just the background that John and I have. This this topic and just this season of life for people is so like just so so important to me that that's why John and I have like went and got more certifications or just more practice and more training because we have seen it time and time and time again people who love jesus who grew up in the church who then get married because we believe there's part of us that believes that i'm more holy if i get married And then they're lost, and it's so hard. And I don't desire that for anybody. So, if you're in a spot right now where you're like, you know, I need some mentorship, I want some coaching, feel free to shoot us an email. You can email us at jcvhouse at gmail.com. Jcvhouse at gmail.com. Because we would love to be able to come alongside you and support you. And I just want to add this little thing. You always say like, more coaches, net counseling. The counseling that I've been like taking is more like, here's what I recommend you do. Where coaching is more like, where do you see your next best step coming from? It's that slight difference.
1: That slight difference. Because I think, I think because we do coaching and when the client or the person that you're like talking to discovers their own solution, they're more likely to follow through. Exactly. Um, and so it's just a different way to get to the same point, mm-hmm. And it's more likely they're going to follow through with that point. Yes, that and is so, so true. So um, I am working to become more of a counselor because I think that's where I God wants me. That's what I want to be. Mm-hmm. Your gifts
0: and your talents are in line with
1: it. Like relational aspect of me wants to be more intentional with one-on-one people. Mm -hmm. Like that's who I, God created me to be. So I just like, yeah, that's who I, that's where I want to be. And so I like, I am trying to get those, those skills, those, those skills. Yeah. The, to, to be better at that. And I think even if I do become like certified counselor, I will still use my coaching skills because it's just more effective.
0: Yes. That's very true. I, I have found it to be more effective. I'm going to circle back because okay. we talked about green lights, maybe green lights instead of red lights, instead of green flags. I don't know. We talked about some good things to be <laughs> red on the lookout flags for. <laughs> and green lights. I know. I was like, wait a sec, that didn't We're work. mixing metaphors Yes. Now. So if we said like good things to be on the lookout for, what would be some like you're in a relationship oh, yes. and you see some like red flags when in this mentorship, what would be some of those red flags that you're looking out for?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think, For like us, like one major red flag was like uh, they were not willing to have those serious conversations. So if they're not willing to bring up finances, not willing to bring up politics, not willing to bring up sex, then it's going to be surface level. It's not really going to get down to the core beliefs. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also another red flag is um, not using the Bible properly or not using the Bible at all, because it's what God desires in everything, and it has a lot of wisdom, a lot of truth about marriage relationship, because ultimately, a marriage relationship, a marriage covenant will be reflected, because that is what God desires. That's what, um, in in his covenant, like when we have a covenant with God, it's like God is our spouse. I think like Paul is willing to say that like, the marriage covenant is reflected in the church and its people Mm -hmm. with Jesus. And it's like, the people of Christ are married to Him, and so it's like how your marriage is will sh- directly show the world around us who's your who your faith is in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, like marriage, I mean, divorce is that is so prevalent. So, that for people to stay stick in it, like to be there, to have that faithful love, that continual love for someone for. 30 40 50 60 plus years is unheard of and if someone's like wow you've been married for even 10 20 years they're like there's something different about you like you're not tired of her like Mm -hmm. she doesn't drive you nuts well they will Mm -hmm. they will but it's the love when you choose to love that person you will overlook that annoyance you'll overlook those like petty things and um so yeah anything for you
0: a couple red flags i just attest to these two red flags that john just stated i think the biggest one that i would see is someone who's not committed so like if you're getting together with someone and they're not putting in the effort i would probably look into somebody else so just know anytime you ask somebody please show up like that's the biggest thing they're taking time out of their schedules. You are making this sacrifice and you want it to be mutually beneficial for each other. And if either neither parties are willing to actually put in the effort and be present and be accountable and to do these different things, then it's not going to be worth it. So if you're the type of person that's like, yeah, that sounds really great. And then two weeks later, you're like, I actually don't want to do this in, anymore. Like check yourself in that because that's going to be a red flag even for your people of like, they're showing me that they're not committed to growth. And that's going to be huge on the inverse if your people are saying yes i'll be there i'll be there and then cancel and cancel and cancel you need to find somebody else because that's just not going to be someone who is going to be able to be reliable unfortunately so above all else we just highly recommend that um, you get premarital counseling and premarital coaching, whatever that looks like, inviting other people into the season of life, because the worst thing that could happen is you isolate yourself. You get yourself into a place where you are alone. You cut out all relationships. You cut out even like wanting to follow Jesus because that's not the way that marriage was intended to be. We want this marriage to be something that lasts forever. That is a testament of your relationship with Jesus and is a reflection of that for other people to come and for generations to come because right. we want to leave that lasting legacy for not just our kids, but for generations to come.
1: Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of couples becoming intentional. As always, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to either Carrie or R I, we would love to answer anything that you have, or if you have, um, looking for counselors, counselees, um, we would love to fill that position for if you need it. Um, so yeah, that's bye bye see you guys
0: <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of couples becoming intentional as always if you have a question that you would like us to answer here on the podcast you can go ahead and send us an email at jcvhouse at gmail.com or you can send me a dm over on instagram at Carrie Baco. we'd love to be able to answer and feature you on here on the podcast and as always, if there is somebody in your life who would benefit from this episode, feel free to go ahead and send them the link. And if you love this content, we'd love to be able to hear from you. So go ahead and leave us a review over on Apple Podcast.
1: Until next time, we love you and we appreciate you.
0: See you guys. Bye. So thank you to. Oh, do you have more?
1: No, I was gonna. I was gonna wrap it up. You can wrap it up. I can wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? <laughs> thank you, guys, for listening tonight. Tonight. Oh, uh, I'm tired. Start over. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening uh, to this po- episode. You got this. How do you wrap up usually?
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Couples Becoming Intentional.
1: Yeah, that's how you do it. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of and in- Couples Becoming Intentional. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. <Can> I- <laughs> you got this. You got this. There's more coffee right here. (laughs) You got this. Okay.
1: Thank you guys for... (laughs) Stop!